0: Welcome to Avoid the Confusion, the podcast where we delve deep into the minds of top performers in their respective fields. I'm your host, Kenny Robinson, and each week my goal is to bring you inspiring guests who will share their stories and strategies for success. Here at Avoid the Confusion, we believe that mental toughness is the key to achieving your goals. We explore the power of not giving up. We showcase the many failures and obstacles that are part of the journey towards success. So join us on this weekly journey of discovery as we bring you stories that show we are all human and that success is achievable with the right mindset and strategies. Get ready to be inspired to be the best version of yourself and. Buckle up and don't forget, this is Avoid the Confusion. So, yeah, so let's get started, man. Real quick, everybody, this is going to be episode one of Avoid the Confusion with your host, Kenny Robinson. I'm here with Dustin Magley this morning. Dustin owns Orange Door out in the beautiful state of Arizona. Um, got to play some golf out there, spent some time with Dustin last year behind one of the TCC meetups, and it's a beautiful place, beautiful area. Dustin's had a lot of success and growing a very successful business. I heard a lot of talk of a successful merger that was going on here recently. And uh, amongst other things, he's one of the coaches over at WinRate, which I've gotten to know him pretty well through that. We've become really good friends over the past year. I've learned a lot from Dustin and um am happy to have him here. This is episode number one. So I said, I'm going after the best first thing this morning and well, thank uh hang him on here so Dustin real quick I'll, I'll explain to you a little bit about my thought process behind starting this podcast when I got into business I uh man I was taking advice from everybody I would ask you know my uncle I would say hey man I think about doing this and you know he would tell me there's no way that'll ever work and I'm like damn I didn't think about that you're right this is this will never work and uh and I would kind of pivot and abandoned a lot of my own ideas and thought processes because i was taking advice from people who in my mind now looking back weren't in a position to actually give advice because they weren't talking from real real world experience they had never done what i was trying to do but yet i was taking everybody's i mean we can call them opinions as being hard advice and it's easy to get lost in a sea of confusion early on because not only do you not know what you're doing most other people don't know what you're doing and they don't know how to give you advice to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish because early on it all is up here it all is in your brain so everybody's continuously confused and i thought man i'm gonna i'm gonna come out with something called avoid the confusion early on where i want to hear from other entrepreneurs other business owners talk through their journey early on so i'm assuming and that's probably bad for me to assume makes an ass out of you and me but i do believe that early on i it would be fair to say you probably didn't have a lot of help and support. You didn't have everybody cheering you on. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. So um, you know, tell us a little bit about those early years, what it was like getting started, how you how you came to be an entrepreneur. Yeah,
1: man. Um, so I grew up in a family of contractors. My my grandpa was like a serial entrepreneur in, in multiple different contracting spaces and other spaces in general, um, on my dad's side. Uh, we were never super close with my dad's side of the family. Um, but regardless, the entrepreneurial spirit was alive and well, um, for multiple generations. Uh, my dad was actually a, a painting contractor as well. He did paint and tile work. So, um, you know, I grew up kind of working with him when he was around, he had, you know, his own, his own demons that he battled. Um, so there's was prison rehab and stuff like that involved. Um, so I had to kind of step up and be the man of the house at a young age. And, you know, when he was around, it was it was always cool and exciting to see dad and what he did. So, you know, i jump in and and help him there. Um, Being artistic in nature, the painting side of things kind of always inspired me. You know, it got me real excited. So uh, he was doing real good in like my 20s, late teens, 20s ish. Um, So I was working with him full time out of high school. Um, as well as trying to go to college, and also bartending and bar backing nights, uh, running myself pretty ragged. But uh, eventually, I decided school just wasn't for me. I was actually going to study uh, nursing because uh, I love I love helping people. Um, and I guess another little sidetrack: my my younger one of my younger brothers has cerebral palsy, um, so he's in a wheelchair. Um, it's mild to moderate. Um, so I spent a lot of my younger years helping caring for him, um, which also kind of drove that nursing career doctor or something that I thought I wanted to do. So I was getting all my prereqs done for that, but it was just too much. School ain't for me. So I went to work full time with my dad with the idea kind of helping him grow and, you know, build an actual business because it was always just him and maybe a helper and then me um but things took a turn real bad for a minute there him and my mom split up he uh he closed up shop shut everything down which there wasn't much to shut down but he basically dissolved dissolved everything and disappeared um packed shit moved out gone like i mean we're talking within days like just dude's gone so here i am uh no clue on how to run a business, but a damn good painter at this point, with not only my mom not having his income, but I had a young family. I had my wife and, and her daughter um living with me at the time. And uh yeah, I, I, I had a choice to either go work with somebody or to figure it the fuck out. And uh figuring it the fuck out's kinda it's kind of my life motto, you know. Um, so that's what I chose to do. I figured it out. Uh, I started Orange Door in 2013. It was it was well, it was actually called Pennington Painting. That um, was that's our middle daughter's name, but that ended up being a deal because there's another Pennington Painting here, even though it's spelled differently. I got that really nice cease and desist letter in the mail. Um, so, anyways, Orange Door was born after that. Orange Door comes from the fact that in all three houses that I've ever lived in, um, well, or that have been mine, I painted the front door orange. So behind that orange door is where pretty much everything significant in my life happened. That's where, you know, that's where I grew up with my buddies in my first house and, you know, we were party animals and I learned hard lessons that way. It's, it's where I, I started my family with my wife and we had all our kids. It's where orange door was born. The company itself, was inside of those door, inside of that, you know, orange door. So that's kind of a little bit of the significance behind the orange door. Uh, now in our current house, I, I fought for it, but we don't have an orange door anymore. Uh, it's a big old steel metal door that's black, but orange door lives on. <laughs> um, sorry, I got it all sidetracked there for a second, but yeah. So orange door was just me, man, painting kitchens, bathrooms whatever I could do to try and generate some sort of money to help my mom and, and my own family out. And, uh, you know, I just boots on the ground, hard work, knocking doors, just networking. You know, I didn't, I didn't know a thing or two about business, but I, I, I stayed consistently busy. Um, I, I did not price things right, you know, cause I was just hungry. So I was the cheap guy delivering, Real nice work, working myself to death, not making any money, um, any real money, but enough to pay the bills. And that's all that mattered at the time. But, you know, word spread. Kept going. Eventually, it was me and a helper and then, you know, me and another crew. And of course, I didn't have any systems or processes or anything, anything, you know. So here I was building this, Is what I like to say at least. I was building, building a skyscraper but i was i was on sand still so that thing's just waiting to crumble at any moment in time but uh yeah and then so that probably lasted about 6 years you know i got up to about 20 employees still with no systems no nothing just doing you know we we're doing a million and a half in sales
0: and i'm just run ragged I have no idea how much of it's yours.
1: I I had no fucking clue, man. Oh, left and yeah, right. Yeah, we did um, that.
0: We had we did a lot of that behind Hurricane Sally. When Hurricane Sally here, we went to doing, you know, we went from maybe a million and a half year revenue company to three and a half, four overnight. And, yeah. were, and we're hemorrhaging money. Had no idea what we were doing. And I just think it's funny listening to your story. A few parallels I picked up even in my own journey is early on, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah. I was a police officer. I had been a cop for over a decade and I knew that I was good at that and um I really enjoyed the career. Um uh, but I was broke, starving to death. knew I couldn't survive this way. I had a beautiful young wife, new wife who's 10 years younger than me, had never had kids. Her first marriage, I had three older kids and I knew mama was going to want a couple of babies and we can't afford babies at the rate we're going. What are we going to do? So we started looking for a way to make a little extra money and ended up where we are today. But I think what's funny is a lot of the people that I talked to, a lot of, you know, I had a conversation with a police officer not long ago when he made a comment that not everybody can be as fortunate as you and own their own business. And I, and I was like, why not? You know, like, and, and so That's that was thing. actually, that was actually the, the, you know, one of the moments where I said, I really want to put a podcast together and have people come on here and talk about early on. Cause some of the things I heard in your story is you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. You were terrified. You didn't know how you were going to make it. And kind of when you were backed into a corner, cause of circumstances around your dead, like leaving, you found yourself up against life. Mm -hmm. with no other choice, but to figure it out. And that's when things happen. See, like so many people, in my opinion, I think want everything to be perfect. They're like, once this happens, once I have this amount of money, once I get all of these ducks in a row, then we can start this business, this idea I have, which is asinine to me. Because right now, if you said, Hey, Kenny, won't you come over and visit for the weekend, we're going to have a blast. And I know without a doubt, that's where I want to be. But if I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait until i know for sure every green light between me and dustin i'm in alabama he's in phoenix i'm gonna wait until every green light is green that way i don't have to have any hiccups between here and there i would never go and in reality yes. all you have to do is stop at the red light wait a few minutes figure some stuff out and then continue on your journey and i think so many people think everything has to be perfect to start and that's backwards just start it it you you're no matter you're never going to be ready, you're never going to have it all figured out. So why not start learning today? And the way you learn is by doing. That's my honest opinion. I I couldn't agree with that
1: more. Um, because I still, I mean, that's still how it is today. Like yep. every day in business is something new that you're like, holy shit, man, I was not ready for that. I did not see that coming. Or mm-hmm. there's other there's other things where I was just talking to Sam, you know, people. Some people will still try and tell you like, all right, well, wait till your bank account looks like this to hire that next employee or in order to do this, you got to be here. And it's like, you really fucking don't, man. Sometimes you just got to grab the bull and hammer down. Like even when you don't know what you're going to expect, you got to try. You got to be open to failing and screwing up because I would not be where I'm at today without falling flat on my face a million times and figuring it out.
0: But you know, like we often talk about action, man, you've got to take action. You have to take so- action. And what I've, what I found like yourself, you're being a, a very artistic personality. It's not uncommon for me to run into entrepreneurs, people who are trying to build big things who have that within them. their creators by sort of just inherently, they have that gene, whatever it is that calls you to want to create and build stuff. So I think a lot of people also, while they're building things like me, for example, I'm very rarely here in the moment. I don't know something about my mind, the way it works. I'm always out front. I'm always thinking about my next move, my next angle, how we can improve here, how we can improve there. So I feel like I sort of live in the future a little bit and it's hard for me to stay grounded right here in the moment because I've am i always got so much of my intention pointed ahead of me so when I accomplish some of the goals and some of the vision that we have for the company it's like it almost sometimes surprises me because I have listened to outside influence and people who telling me my vision's wrong trying to explain to me what's wrong trying to show me where I'm going to fail where I'm going to hit corners but at the same time I think most people need to understand the vision lives in your mind for a purpose God gave you that vision for a reason you're the one who sees it you're the one who sort of understand and feels what it's going to take to make it happen so part of the whole podcast idea around avoid the confusion is be careful who you talk to be careful who you take advice from be careful who you allow to knock you off of your game and just when someone does have an opinion take it as just that an opinion and not as a fact because the fact is you're trying to build something that has hasn't existed yet so I could be right. You could be right. The guy next door who's never done anything could be right. So don't worry about any of that. Just focus on your vision. If if it wasn't possible, you wouldn't have had it to begin with. That's the way I that's the way I look at it. It's at least possible. So give it all you have and be careful. Be careful what kind of outside noise you let in. Yeah, you gotta
1: take everything with a grain of grain of salt, man. I mean, I've I've always been the person to kind of question everything. to a fault you know like it's not question authority question this question that like why why I just I just always want to know why what's what's out there what's different I love getting different opinions um I I thrive on it but I don't I don't fully accept any one of them you know what I mean I gotta I gotta try it my own way I gotta take different pieces from here and there that's why we're constantly reading books that's why we're always diving into podcasts you know like, that's a big part of self-development and being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is you're you're always seeking advice necessarily like in opinions but what you do with them is where you got to be careful yeah and, you know, that, and the whole... that go ahead that that hurt me really bad in the beginning um when i first got introduced to business coaching and masterminds because i finally came to the realization that okay, maybe, maybe I do need to trust somebody because I'm fucking up left and right by myself. Maybe there are some people that have the answers. So I found my first group that I fell into and I I was just like all in, you know, and it was to a fault. I I don't their their ways did not work for me. Their ways did not work for my business. but here I was believing that like they sold me the dream because I was weak in the moment. I stopped questioning and then <laughs> eventually I caught on. You know, but I wasted a lot of money. I wasted a lot of time, a lot of mental stress. And then one day I just kind of woke up and I was like, all right, on to the next one. We got to keep going. And then eventually I found win rate. Um, And and they kind of encourage that. You know, they encourage Mm -hmm. questioning things. They encourage getting different opinions from different coaches. And that's the most beautiful part about it is not everybody has the answers. And they're okay with that you know we all work together we collaborate on things to give people different opinions to give people other perspectives you know and you don't see that in a lot of different groups
0: with people you don't and i and i since since win rate did come up i was uh on my first call with mike you know mike claudio is the founder ceo of WinRate. and for those listening who don't who are unfamiliar with mike and my first call with Mike as my business coach, we sat down and I started telling him all the issues I was having in business. I'm losing money here. I'm losing money there. I can't figure this out. This asshole won't show up on time. You know what I mean? I was just throwing all this crap at him and he stopped me. It kind of slowed me down a little bit. And he said, what do you want? And I was like, I want all this stuff to work, right? man? I want (laughs) all this stuff to work. It's just this. And he said, but what do you want? And I said, I have no idea. I don't, I don't have a clue. And he said, well, we, we have to figure that out. And I was like, but what about all these problems? He said, man, he's like, yeah, we're, we're, we'll we get to that. He said, but let's figure out what you want. Who are you? What do you want? What do you want for your life? You know, what, what's your mission? What's your purpose in life? And I was like, I don't know. What the hell are you talking about, man? I, ha- like, I just want money you. in the bank. I want to go to sleep <laughs> at night.
1: I, I want this guy to show up. It's like, yeah, those are problems that are all still going to be there.
0: I hired you because Tony won't ever show up on time. And he was like, well, what kind of example are you setting for Tony? And I was like, oh my God, you mean I got to do some self-reflecting here? And uh, once I started down that road, man, that's when things really started to change though. That's when I started realizing, like most people do in business, that all the problems were actually my fault. And there was a lot more that I could be doing to set us up for success. I could raise the standard. I could... I am in control with what I put up with and what I tolerate. I am in control with who I do business with. And uh, I am smart enough to figure this stuff out. So having Mike come in and, and and help me understand that it was more of me lacking vision in my personal life and who I was and what I wanted to be and what I wanted to accomplish. And once I got all that figured out, it was pretty easy to see how the business tied into that and, to stop getting mad at somebody for showing up late and looking at that as a coachable moment and showing them how, teaching them how showing up on time can benefit them. And man, just, just my approach to life over the last couple of years has changed so much that I had to get the story out. I had to bring other people like you on and, and let people know that early on, we all struggle. We all deal with crappy opinions. We all deal with people looking at you saying it must be nice as soon when you got lucky and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, none of it's even real. None of it even actually exists as all it's all built up in your head. And uh, once you get somebody in your corner, several somebody's man, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have you and a lot of the other coaches. And then there are so many people like within the champion circle, other business owners that don't even care to try to have podcasts or any of that. They just want to be successful business owners. And they are some amazing people with mm-hmm. some determination and grit and grind and just all those factors that you very rarely see in people. I had a lot of great friends when I was in law enforcement, people that I still consider friends to this day. But, you know, like me and my wife, for example, we've been cold plunging every day for the last six weeks. She she was out there right now when I was starting this podcast and this morning and, you know, I've got friends that'll stop by and see me and I'm like, hey man, why don't you try this? I feel amazing. like, ain't no way. I hate cold water. I can't get my feet cold, you know? And it's just like, I used to laugh at that stuff and be like, yeah, I know what you mean. Ain't no way I would do that. But now anymore, when I hear somebody say, I can't do that, it like triggers something inside me. I'm like, but dude, you could, like if you just yeah. made, you know how good you would feel. If you just made yourself get in there and do it, that win, that win, and that, the whole motto, the win rate motto, win fast, win often changed my life too. So man, if, if it's something that's uncomfortable, it's something that I dread. If it's something that I'm scared of, that's what I'm doing. Like I, it's, it's, part of my Champions day I, I mean I, I tell myself every day that you today do something that scares you that's that's part of it so get, get just, just get trying to being uncomfortable that's right always. if any anytime somebody has a proposition or something for me hey you want to come speak at this event if my initial reaction is fear or I feel that anxiety and I think man I don't know about that instantly I'm I just make myself say yes yes we're doing it and then it's like here we go. Let's figure it out. Which, uh, we have a little bit of that coming up together here. Yeah. In a I few just weeks. I mean, I just
1: I just had that uh yesterday. I got a text message. Hey, can you handle this? Immediately I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. All right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't want to, but guess what? You, We're gonna do it.
0: You can do it, man. You're you'll do fine. You're you're one of the most talented people I know. You could, you're going to do just fine. I can't wait to see you MC at WinCon and all of that too. I think it's going to be a amazing time for everybody who comes to that. And then, uh, you know, I, I was blessed and I'll, t- I'll share the story real quick with everybody listening. When, uh, I got asked to be a win rate coach, I was introduced to the group alongside Dustin and Les Brandon and Sean Stewart. And the four of us a few months ago, when we first were told we were up next to be coaches, I don't, I don't know if, uh, just my perception, Sean, Sean, seemed like he was ready to go. Uh, mm-hmm. I think me, you, and Les were a little reserved and thinking, man, what I have to offer anybody? I don't know. people. If I talk too much, people are going to figure I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm not going to hear anything else I have to say. I had a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. going on back then. But, uh, man, getting to know you and Les and Sean, really close, uh, trying to figure that stuff out, seemed like we were kind of working together to get comfortable. thing, Getting man. on social media and that kind of stuff. And you guys really pushed me to be a – A better person believing myself at a level that I never had and now it's to the point to where I think I feel kind of dangerous now it's like I don't really care what other people have to say anymore let's go see what we can let's go see what we can accomplish
1: yeah man I I admire the shit out of you like the way you just get on and talk you say you're scared that you talk too much people (laughs) might find out you're full of shit but I mean just sharing your stories and being so good at just delivering you got you got a gift man
0: well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. The world's going to be blessed to
1: be able to hear it on
0: this podcast for sure. That's that's what my wife said. She's like, think about it. what what is something that you're really good at? And I said, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And she's like, well, you can run that mouth like it's nobody's business. How about you just do some of that? <laughs> and, I, and I started laughing. I said, yeah, I can. I was blessed with the gift of gab. So maybe I can get out there and share some things that help some people. That's the goal at the end of the day, man. But. Real quick, I want to ask you a few questions, a few simple questions. Like early on when you were getting started, how supportive was your wife, your family? Were they a hundred percent in your corner? Or yeah, my wife, my wife is always,
1: I mean, she supported me mm-hmm. hard, always. Um, she may have had doubts a few times. Um, you know, there may, may have been some jealousy of like other entrepreneurs we know that were doing better than us. Um, but she's never given up on me and she's always been in my corner. So I'm yeah. I'm grateful for, I would not be the man I am today without her. That is a hundred percent factual.
0: And you know, that's kind of something that I was wanting to touch on in this too. Unfortunately, I know some people out there that are struggling right now and they have, uh, situations at home that we'll just say are less than ideal. And I will say, I've been blessed to have a wife that has supported me unconditionally from day one and, uh, all the way to the point to right before I hired Mike, uh, and, and got business coaches involved and everything. I was, I was certain that we were going out of business. We were hemorrhaging money. We were on the verge of bankruptcy. Anything that could go wrong was going wrong. And, uh, I remember one night I came in, I was feeling like a bad husband bad father bad business owner bad everything you know we have those days where you feel like you can't do anything right and i walked in and she was in the kitchen washing dishes and uh i just stood there behind her for a minute she turned around we started talking and i said listen i said i'm just I, I, i don't know what i'm doing i probably should have never left law enforcement i can't believe i've got us in this situation like we're probably gonna lose everything that we own and i was in a in a moment of apologizing and i said uh I remember asking her, I said, what, what do you need from me? What can I do? I can start being a better husband right now. What do you need from me? How can I, how can I be better by you? And she gave me a big hug and looked me in the, in the eyes. And she said, uh, she said, I just need you to believe in yourself the way that I believe in you. And at that moment I was like, mm, that's a, uh, that's a pretty powerful, that's a pretty powerful thing to say to someone. And, um, on the heels of that, man, I, I really said, I'm, if nothing else, I'm going to believe in myself moving forward. I'm going to do everything that I can to try to make sure that this, uh, that this thing works. And that's when I started seeking out business coach, hiring my. Basically everything that was going on, I looked at her and I asked, how can I be a better husband? What can I do for you right now? And, um, She just looked at me and said, I just need you to believe in yourself the way that I believe in you. And uh, that I can say anything I want about all these, you know, epiphanies and visions and things that happened to me. But that that night is what stands out to me more than anything as uh, as a moment where. I just got goosebumps, man. That's powerful right there. I know, man. And I I shared it when we were on that retreat, you know, I I know Clifton uh, has shared some similar stories and I've heard a lot of really successful people in my life share similar stories. And uh, I'm telling you, having someone home that believes in you, that's a, that's about a, a cheat code as you can get when it comes to being an entrepreneur or somebody trying to build big things. If you don't have that support system, at home because inherently we doubt ourselves so much we wonder if we're we're making good decisions bad decisions and uh having someone there to kind of call you out on your bs but at the same time support you when you need it and all that is is Mm -hmm. um i wouldn't say vital i I wouldn't say it's something you absolutely have to have but i can say the road the path to success is a lot harder if you also have to have a battle when you make it home at the end of the day as well um so but Ben, i figured we would be able to sit in here and talk for 45 minutes or so i mean we got plenty of time and 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 take advantage of a little bit of time if there's anything you think people should know or need to know or need to hear kind of a little bit about your journey that you know my thing is is i think we all have a unique ability to downplay our success and uh i was watching a um i was watching a little thing on on ESPN the other day, and it was called the Perfect Ten. Are you familiar with that? I'm not. I'm not a sports guy. All right. So it was a – uh it's a – the Perfect Ten, there are only ten athletes, professional NFL players that have ever won the Heisman Trophy in college and then went on to be inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame. So only ten people who have won the Heisman Trophy went on to the NFL to play in NFL. But there was a receiver in there, and – he was talking, uh, Tim Brown, I believe is his name. I'm not a huge NFL fan either. I was watching I was wanting to see if they said anything. OJ Simpson happens to be one of the 10. So I was gonna see what they had to say about him, you know. And uh I was kind of watching for the drama, but what I what I got lucky is he was talking about the entire time he was playing football, whether it was college and NFL, he was like, I wasn't doing anything special. He's like, I was just catching the ball and running with the ball. He said something I love to do. He said, I was just out there playing a game and having fun. He said, I never looked at what I was doing as being anything miraculous, nothing special. And he said to be in the room with the other nine people, only 10 people in the history of the planet have ever achieved this level of success when it comes to American football. And yet here he was thinking the entire time he was just running around having fun. This is what I should be doing. So I think as entrepreneurs, we do a lot of that as well. I think there's a lot of success or a lot of things that you do that you do at a high level. That you don't give yourself credit for it it kind of has to be that way
1: though like it does because because as soon as I start as soon as I start thinking about it and and trying to embody and embrace these things that's what I start stumbling
0: that's right you know I, I I get that I see that I see that um so how big is uh how big's your team these days
1: our team right now is I think we're at 14. We're at okay. 14 painters, I believe. And then we just had a merger um, with a, a good buddy of mine. It's been a joke for years. He does a lot of really fine, high-end, fine-finish stuff. Some real, real cool paint applications that you know I've always been passionate about. But I, I've been trying to work myself out of the business, you know, mm-hmm. not be back in hands-on and learning and toying with all these other things. Um, he loves toying with those things and mastering his craft. Um, and you know, we had the ongoing joke. I'm like, so when are you just going to hang it up and come, come join orange door. And then a couple, couple months ago, probably a month and a half ago, he, he started to take a little bit more serious and we weren't just joking about it anymore. And then, you know, about a week after that, he he said, let's sit down. Let's figure this out because he's overrunning a business. He just wants to be an amazing craftsman. Um, so we, we figured out how to make it work and he joined orange door. Which is cool. Um, brought a couple guys with him um, over over the holidays. We had a little bit of a slow period, and I kind of took that time to spin the herd, which was necessary. Um, you know, you got to do that sometimes. Unfortunately, fortunately, you do have to tolerate people sometimes in order to keep up with uh, producing the the workload that you do have. Uh, but our team's tight right now, and we got a we got a great culture on purpose, obviously. Um, you know, I I tend to attract good humans, just being myself. Um, and people, people that don't fit, they don't last long. You know, if they if they can't live with values, then they're gonna see themselves out pretty quick. They're chasing the wrong thing. If they're just chasing money, they don't want to be involved in the culture. I mean, they're gonna go out and find somewhere else that'll pay them an extra dollar an hour. But the people that we do have that have been around for quite a few years they're not going anywhere
0: for a dollar or two. There's no chance in hell. No. And and that's how, that's how we are here, man. And, and I try to pay everybody better than I pay myself really at the end of the day. I want to make sure everybody here is successful this year. Um, and looking very good that there'll be three other people within this company in 2023 that make over in excess of a hundred thousand this year, which yes. is, which is amazing. Um, for me for this year is to have two people
1: those are kind of the things
0: yeah those are the things man that i look at when i look at how successful have i been i look at opportunities that i've created for other people how we've been able to help people you know we've done a lot of projects through churches where we didn't have to charge for those services and help people out and those are that's that's kind of how i look at success for myself i grew up very poor we we never we never had much we didn't have money i had a very loving home i was a happy child i was just happy and broke and poor And yeah uh, yeah, so ironically for me man anymore these days i feel i feel uncomfortable if i see money in my bank account it's just inherently who i am i've always operated at zero that's kind of my comfort zone for me so uh and it's something i've had to overcome is as we do a little better is not trying to self-sabotage and get back to that comfortable spot. Your mind has a funny way of, of trying to keep you comfortable. And, uh, Oh, it sure does. And, I it mean, is, that's and a- it's, and it's just being where you, what feels familiar, not, it, does, it has nothing to do with what's best for you or anything like that. So I think part of being successful is, is recognizing those tendencies, recognizing those patterns. And when you see them happen being able to jump in and, and kind of overcome it and get out of there. But Dustin, man, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for jumping back on the second time after technical difficulties and finishing it out. Uh, Before we hop off of there if there was one piece of advice you could give to young entrepreneurs just getting started, what would it be? Don't give up. That's it.
1: Dig dig in, do the work. Do not be scared. to screw up.
0: No, because you're going to you're going to screw up yeah like like look for it embrace it know what's coming and uh if you hit a good lick do a good job make some decent profit keep it in the bank because you're about to fail you're gonna need it that's that's oh, yeah. my, that's my advice uh and then one day you wake up and you're overnight success and you don't have as many problems as you used to overnight baby that's just <laughs> yeah. like that Dustin, years, thank you 10 man. years
1: later down the road.
0: Absolutely! Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate and you, uh, sharing your story. And uh, we'll see each other soon. Can't wait to see you crush it, man. Keep it up. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Avoid the Confusion. We hope you found it inspiring and informative. Remember, success is not just about the talent. It's about mental toughness, perseverance, and the willingness to learn and grow. Make sure that if you found value in this episode today, that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you truly found it valuable, share it with your friends and family so they too don't miss episodes moving forward. And then don't forget to join us again next week as we bring you another top performer in their Respect the field and explore what it takes to be the best version of you for you. Thanks again for listening to Avoid the Confusion. We'll see you next week.